okay? Um, you can look inside your table of contents. Mine's right here. They have the Old Testament and New Testament, and you can kind of walk down. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then Colossians. Colossians, so I'm going to turn right there um, in my Bible. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, um, we can get you a Bible. Just get with one of us after the service. Uh, say one of us, me, or one of the leaders. Um, they're on the back of your bulletin, and, and just let them know, hey, I need a Bible, and we, we'll take care of you. We'll get you hooked up with one. Um, but if you didn't bring your Bible today, we will put it up on the screen as well. So Colossians chapter number 4, Colossians chapter number 4. So hopefully, um, uh, getting really close there, uh, Colossians chapter 4, if you're either looking in your Bible or looking on the screen and you are there, say, I'm there. Here we go. It says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Okay, the word watch means to be alert. With all, that word with all, verse 3, with all means together with or with the rest. We'll look at that in just a minute. Praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which also I am also in bonds, that I may make it, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards them that are without, the without are the ones without Christ, redeeming the time, because our time is short. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer to every man. So Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for how you're moving. Thank you so much for what you did in the first service. And Lord God, I pray you would do it in this service that much the more. And so, Lord God, as we, as we come together, we open your word, Lord God, let it change us. Lord God, we came in here with a lot of stuff, maybe a lot of baggage, maybe a lot of heartache and pain. And so, Lord God, I don't, wanna, I want, I don't want people to leave the same way they came in. And so, Lord God, you have to meet with us so that we can see that you want to do a work in our lives. And so that what we hear today will be something that we can take with us and become more like your son, Jesus. Lord God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let it be spoken clearly and truly that the only thing that's said is what you would have to say. We pray all these things in your great and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Okay, so we're in a series, um, uh, and I'm not going to go all the way through everything and walk all the way back, but uh, we're in a series. Let's go ahead and put it up on there. Uh, the series is called, the series is called 1, 2, 3, Overwhelmed. 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 So we're in a series called Overwhelmed. And what's been interesting is that some people have told me is that in this series they have felt more overwhelmed than they were before the series. So some people come to me and say, Buchanan, are we almost done? Are we almost done with that message? Because I'm, I'm, I'm about to, my, to, to, to the point where I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I'm so overwhelmed and it's because you're preaching about it. And here's the thing I want, want you to understand. I don't think that we're more overwhelmed because I'm preaching about it. I think we've always been that overwhelmed. We just didn't realize it. Sometimes we had to bring things to the front so we recognize that there is a problem. In order to fix a problem, you have to know you have to have, you have to understand that you have one. Okay, so we have we had a problem. We're overwhelmed. We're we're one thing after the other. We're overwhelmed in our families, schedules, finances. We're just overwhelmed and what's bad is we got used to this type of life 
We got used to this type of life, and that's just the way we did it, when in reality, God never intended us for us to be what? Overwhelmed. He never intended that. And so uh, a couple weeks ago, we looked at uh, order, order in our lives and how we need to keep things in proper order. And sometimes why we're overwhelmed is because we get some things out of order. And so we put the order up on the screen a couple weeks ago. And so here's the order. Here's the order. And you're like, where do you find that order, Buchanan? If you're the if you're first time here and you're like, Buchanan, I want to know where that order is, you start in Colossians chapter 3, 3, 1 through 17. It's going to all talk about your relationship with God. 18 and 19 talk about your relationship with your spouse. Um, it, uh, 20 and 21 talk about uh, our kids and making them a priority. And 22 through 4-1 talks about what we need to do from the standpoint of work. And then today we're in ministry. And, and, and what we read there, you're like, that, that seems like he kind of is going in a different direction, Buchanan. But in reality, what Paul is saying to the church at Colossae is saying, look, I've got a ministry to do. So pray for us in our ministry that we're doing. And so if it was a priority for Paul, and, and, and he put it in there from the standpoint of his list, it should be a priority for us. Ministry should be a priority. And, and, and what's kind of interesting is that, and, I, and I've said this, is we took one week on marriage. We took one week on, um, on kids and family. We took one week on work. And, and, and I could preach for weeks on end about marriage. I could preach on weeks on end about kids and family. I could preach weeks on end about work because the Bible has a lot to say about those things. But we've just been one week, one week, one week. But then last week we got a two-parter. By the way, I had to tell you this, it's actually a three-parter because we didn't get very far, get as far as we needed to in, uh, in that service. So after Christmas, we're going to finish up this Overwhelmed series because we, there's one more thing we have to talk about. But ministry, 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 ministry. Uh, and so we're gonna, let's kind of review from where we were last week, okay? Let's review from where we were last week. Uh, nope, title, title, there we go. All right, save to what? Save to serve. Save to serve. That's what we, we talked about is that save to serve. That was the title of the message, and, and, and so we, we looked at that a little bit and from the standpoint of ministry. So what we talked about last week was, number one, we talked about gifts, gifts, spiritual gifts, all right? I was having a conversation with somebody in between services, and unfortunately, um, when we talk about spiritual gifts, when we talk about fruit of the Spirit, when we just talk about the Holy Spirit in general, for some reason we get uncomfortable, but we shouldn't get uncomfortable because if you've received Christ, you've received the Holy Spirit. And so you have something inside of you that is, that is only the reason why it's inside of you is because you have the Holy Spirit. And so we talked about spiritual gifts last week. Before we, because before we even started talking about ministry and what we do for God, we had to understand that we were, we were, we had, we were given something to complete that ministry. So A, we, we answered some questions about gifts. We answered some of these questions. A was... Where do gifts come from? Where do gifts come from? So Buchanan and I have a spiritual gift. Where does that gift come from? And here's how we answered it. We look at this verse. We look at Ephesians 4, 7. It says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And so what we talked about was that, that, that God gives us out according to how he sees fit in what we need. Okay, And in verse 47, first, or excuse me, 48, or 4.48, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, or when he ascended up into heaven, he led captivity captive, which that was a bonus material, but God really moved in that last week, and gave what? Gifts unto men. 
Okay? So when Jesus went up into heaven, he said, first of all, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit that will dwell with you and comfort you and give you peace. But he also says, hey, I'm going to give gifts to you. Okay? So you'll have a spiritual gift. So where do gifts come from? Gifts come from God. Gifts come from God. Your spiritual gift is from God. And then we answer the next question. The next question about gifts. The next question about gifts. Help me. Okay, what are the gifts? What are the gifts? And so we've been given a gift by God, but what exactly are those gifts, Buchanan? So let's review over that. Let's review over that. It says Romans 12, 6. It says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given us, okay? That word grace is not from the standpoint that you got, got a little bit more grace than the other person. If, if you have saving grace, you have saving grace to get you heaven. Can I get an amen? Okay? Everybody's got the same amount of grace from the standpoint of salvation grace. When he talks about grace, he's talking about how, how, he, how he administers the gifts. Okay, Differing according to the graces given us. And here's the gifts. Whether prophecy. That word prophecy means, means to basically proclaim the truth of God's word. It says, let us prophesy according to the portion of our faith. That was a really cool point, I thought, was that it, what are we supposed to, how much of God's word are we supposed to share if we have this gift, whatever we've received? We don't have to feel like we have to get all this other, whatever God has shown us, that's what we need to give. Verse 7, or ministry, or the word help. Now, that, that, this is ministry gift. We're going to talk about ministry from the standpoint of what ministry looks like. But this is ministry gift or helps. And it says, let us wait. Okay, and that word wait doesn't mean don't, don't go into action. It means like when you go to a, a restaurant and you have a waiter or a waitress, they are attending to you. They are performing something, okay? Let us wait on our ministry. And he that teacheth on teaching, verse 8, verse 8, or he that exhorteth, and we talked about that word uh, exhorteth, uh, means to encourage, but not just from the standpoint of encouragement, but also accountability. He that giveth, okay, that person that is able to give of their resources, let him do it with simplicity. Or we talked about last week, not, not be complex in the fa- standpoint of conditions, but they just give, okay? They don't, they don't, they don't, there's no strings attached, they just give. He that ruleth or, 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 or manages or administrates with diligence, so there has to be a consistency that they show. And he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And so uh, mercy, being able to sympathize or empathize, but not just from the standpoint of misery like company, but helping somebody to see like there is light at the end of the tunnel. Like let's move this direction. So there you go. We have prophecy. Go back to verse 6. So we have prophecy, verse 7. We have ministry, we have teaching, verse 8. Then we have exhortation, giving, ruling, and mercy. That's the gifts, okay? Those are specific spiritual gifts that each person has been given either one or a mixture of or more of one than the other, okay? But every single person in this room has a spiritual gift if you are saved. If you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit, so you have a spiritual gift. And then the last answer, we, a last question we answered... Last question we ask is, what is the purpose of the gifts? What's the purpose of the gifts? Sometimes, I think even inside of the Christmas season, we get this wrong mentality about gifts because in the Christmas season, I receive a gift and it's for me and me alone. That it, thank, thank you for giving me this because it's for me to use and have and all that kind of stuff for just my benefit. But then we saw in this verse... So in the verse in 1 Corinthians 12, it says, But the manifestation, that word manifestation means to make present or make clear or evident 
of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is given to every man to profit. That word profit also means benefit, okay? To profit with all, which we saw earlier, the rest are together with. So the purpose that God gave you a gift, God gave you a gift. We looked at what those particular gifts are, but he gave you that gift to be a benefit to everyone else. Can I get an amen? Okay? So we established that last week. We established that way. You have a spiritual gift, and it's not just something you're supposed to hoard up and keep, and I got my gift. You can't look at it. You can't see it. I'm not going to show you, okay? It is a gift that has been given to us so that we can utilize it to benefit somebody else. Okay, so that's where we ended last week. That's where we ended last week. So, number two. Number two. If you're taking notes, number two, where you're going to talk about ministry. We're going to talk about ministry. Now, this is not ministry gift. This is ministry from the standpoint of what we do for the Lord. Okay? Now, how, here's how I understand of explaining it, okay? Now, this is not works to get to heaven. Because it's by faith alone, not of works, lest any man should boast. Nobody can be able to say, hey, the reason why I got to heaven, because I was a good person. Nobody can do that, okay? If you think you're working your way to heaven, you're mistaken, all right? The only way you get to heaven is not by what you do, it's by what Jesus does. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay? He provided grace. All we have to do is receive what he's given us, okay, from the standpoint of grace. It's not my goodness that gets me into heaven, it's all in his goodness alone, all right? But when we get saved, we have a job to do. Okay, that word ministry, that word ministry is defined as, as a task or functions that are, that are, that are, uh, that are done in subordinate, in subordinate to a, a, an agent. Okay, that's the exact definition. So basically what that means is, is that there's a task, a function that I have, but I'm subordinate or inferior to or under the power of, okay, someone else. We'll look at this in just a minute, okay? Because here's what we need to understand. Jesus is not just your Savior. He's your Lord. He's the boss, okay? All right? So if you're subordinate, okay, that's why you've heard in work situations, insubordination or in military, insubordination, that's when somebody underneath somebody gets an attitude, all right, and wants to basically tell the person, uh, Mandy, you can relate to this, right, okay? Uh, Mandy's a manager at Walmart. Sometimes those employees need to understand their place. They need to understand, like, you can't talk to me like you talk to anybody else. I'm your boss, okay? Can you feel it? Can you feel me on that one? Good. All right. Okay. Not that you have to deal with that at Walmart. Those are all perfect employees. Okay? All right. So there we go. But so we're, we're, we, are, we are underneath God, and so we have a task, a, a, a function that we need to accomplish, okay, under his authority. Okay? Under his authority. What, what God is telling us to do. So when it comes to ministry, when it comes to ministry, here's what we need to look at. Number one, or, number, or excuse me, A, A, stewardship, not ownership. Stewardship, no, no. So when it comes to ministry, we first need to understand stewardship, not ownership. Stewardship, not ownership. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay, let me show me a verse. Okay, so 1 Peter 4.10. It says, as every man hath received the gift. Now, this is not, when you see the gift, this is talking about spiritual gifts, all right? Even so, minister the same one to another, okay? So you have a gift, and so you're supposed to minister with that gift, as good what? Stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, let's talk about that, that, that concept of stewardship, okay? Stewardship is different from ownership. Ownership, if you own something, 
Okay? Let's say you own the business. If you own a business, you get to dictate everything that happens in that business. However you feel like it needs to be done. You're the owner. You can make the decisions and everybody else has to follow along because you're the owner. But we're not owners of our gifts. We are stewards of our gifts. Now, that word steward is a, is, is a, is, would be a manager, okay? Uh, I'm going to pick on you a little bit more, Mandy, okay? All right? You do not own Walmart. <laughs> if you did, you need, we need to talk later on, okay? All right? We got some needs around here you can help with, all right? You don't own Walmart, okay? So, so, so Mandy is a steward at Walmart. You didn't know you were going to be picked on today, did you? Okay? It's, huh? Okay, all right, okay? Well, in, in reality, like, Mandy has a, a certain level of responsibility, but whatever Walmart tells Mandy's supposed to do, she's supposed to do it, and she, is, she, is, she has a level of responsibility that she's supposed to do and, and is responsible for what needs to happen there. She's a steward of it. She doesn't own it. She just manages it, okay? Whatever, whatever corporate says, that's what we have to do, and so it's, it's a manager. And what's really cool is if you're a manager of something, you're held accountable to that, right? You're held accountable to that. So we're stewards of it, and so God says, okay, here, God says you need to do ministry, and you've been given a gift, and so we're the stewards of that gift, okay? We manage it and do it the way God wants us to do it, not like we own it. Does that make sense? Okay. Because here's what I want to help you with, okay? Okay? You have an opportunity for ministry everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, you have an opportunity for ministry. Okay? And wh- wh- why do I say, oh, wait, 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 no, verse 11. Verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God, what? Giveth, okay? That God in all things may be glorified through Christ Jesus to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, here's what I want to explain to you. You, have, you, you. you need to minister everywhere you go. You need to minister everywhere you go. Now, let me, let me, let me say it this way, okay? There, there are ministry opportunities at your job. Can I get an amen? Yes, there's a ministry opportunity. There is ministry opportunities in your own family, at your home. Can I get an amen? Yes, okay? Uh, there are ministry opportunities at your school. Okay, correct? There are ministry opportunities at school. Can I get an amen? Okay, now, so, if you're, if you're at work, there's a ministry to do. If you're at home, there's a ministry to do. If you're at school, there's a ministry to do. If you're at church, there's a ministry to do. Okay, because here's what happens. Here's what happens. We get this mentality that I don't need to do ministry at church because my ministry is at my job or my ministry is at my home or my ministry is at my school. Yes, you're right. It is there, but not to the exclusion of the church. Does that make sense? Okay, we minister everywhere we go. You can have ministry at the park. Okay, everywhere you go, there's an opportunity for ministry. You can have ministry on an airplane, okay? There can be ministry that happens everywhere we go. And so if we minister in all these areas, we can't say, okay, the church is one of those where it's a, it's not, and here's what I want to help you with. It's not like an optional deal. If we're supposed to minister at work, we're supposed to minister at the church. If we're supposed to minister in a home, we're supposed to minister at the church. If we minister at school, we're supposed to minister at the church. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Okay. 
So ministry, ministry should happen everywhere we go. It's not so based upon what you do as much as, the, or excuse me, or, or what you want to do as much as where you are. Does that make sense? Okay? Wherever you are, there is ministry that needs to happen. Wherever you are. So don't get so caught up in Buchanan, I don't know if I want to do this or want to do that. No, be caught up in the fact that wherever I am, I'm going to minister, okay? Because we're stewards. We're not owners. And I'm not trying to be, uh, I don't even, because I know it's going to get, get a little thicker later on, okay? But if you're the steward, you really don't have a, much, a lot of say in this whole deal, okay? If you're the steward, the owner has a lot of say. The owner can say whatever he wants to, okay? But if we're the steward, we can't look at the owner and say, no, I'm not doing that because we don't own it. If we're the owner, we have all the ability in the world to say, I am or I'm not. But as stewards, we do whatever the owner says. Can I get an amen? All right, here we go. Ooh, it's going to be good. All right. B. B. B, 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 B. Faithfulness before service. Faithfulness before service. Okay, we're talking, about, we're talking about ministry, and there's a few points we need to hit on ministry. First of all, stewardship, not ownership, but faithfulness before service. Give me my verse. Give me my verse. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, okay? Another way to say that, that has gifted me, okay? That has given me a gift, all right? And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me. This is Paul talking to Timothy, all right? Giving me a gift for that he counted me, what? Faithful, putting me into the ministry. Putting me into ministry. Let's, let's talk about faithfulness for just a minute. Okay, let's talk about faithfulness. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beating this drum a lot. Okay? And some people probably, maybe there's some people that left this church because I was beating this drum too much. Okay? But your faithful attendance matters. Your faithful attendance matters. And here's what I'm going to help you with. Here's what I'm going to help you with in just a minute. Like, it's bigger than just, hey, we need to have people in the seats. Okay? Because some people say, well, Buchanan, you push faithful attendance so hard, it's probably just because you want a big number to put on, that, on the bulletin for the next week. No! Let me help you with this. You know how shallow that sounds? I just wanted to have a big number. In the, come on. Like, whatever. Okay, so, but, but here's what I want to help you with. Because in just a minute, what you're going to see is just you being here is a ministry. Just you being here is a ministry. Let's look at that. Let's go over here. Hebrews. 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 Hebrews 10.23. It says, let us hold fast. The profession of our faith without wavering, okay? So, so we have put our faith and trust in Jesus. We need to grab onto that and not waver, okay? For he is faithful that promised. Verse 24. And let us consider one another. That word consider means to notice, okay? Let's notice one another. Let's consider one another. I know we live in a society and we're so overwhelmed that the only person we think about is ourselves. But here's what this verse is saying. Let us consider one another. Let's notice one another to provoke unto what? Love and to good works. Okay? So we need to, need, need to think about and notice, everybody, notice other people. I say everybody. I'll take, talk about that in just a minute. Notice other people so that we can provoke them and encourage them to love and good, to work, good works. Verse 25, not forsaking, okay, that word forsaking means basically to, 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 to make unimportant or to put aside, 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So what th- this is talking about from the standpoint of gathering of believers. Okay, Let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, the gathering of believers. I had, I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and they said, you know, I just don't feel like you have to go to church to be saved. And, and you want to get technical about it? There is nothing that says you have to be in church in order to get saved. But this verse talks about that, okay, if you're not going to be in church, when are you regularly gathering with a body of believers? Because you need to be regularly gathering with a body of believers. Let me help you with this. When a regular gathering of body believers happen, what is that called? Church. Okay, just making sure everybody understands. As the manner of some is. So this is what's interesting. Even in the time when this is written, even when the time this is written, I mean, we're talking about not nearly 2,000 years this is written. What he's saying is even in the time that this is being written, that some people have made that a habit of not assembling together. Because here's what I figured out about people with church. Nobody just gets up one day and says, not going to church for the rest of my life. You know what they do? They miss one Sunday, then another Sunday, then another Sunday, and then after a while, they've formed a what? Habit. The habit is just to get up and not go versus the habit of getting up and going. Does that make sense? Okay? And here's the thing. I'm not, I, don't, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to throw off on the people that got out of habit of church because you know what they did? It just, they just formed a habit. They formed a habit. Now, it's going to take a conscious decision to, to form a new habit of getting back, but I don't think anybody intends to say, I'm never going back to church. Now, some of you may feel that way. I don't know. If, if you know people that have literally done that, please come talk to me. I'd love to reach out to them. But for the most part, what happens is it just gets easier not to come. So it's a, it's, it's a habit. But notice this. Okay, not for second, sin with ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting. That word means exhorting means encouraging. Okay? But exhorting one another and so much the what? More. As you see that they're approaching. So even in this time, this time when this is written, he's saying, hey, we need, we don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together, as some people have made a habit of doing, but, but, but encourage one another, and even more now, because of the day approaching. That day approaching is the coming day of Jesus Christ, when he returns back to this earth, okay, in judgment as king, all right? And so here we go, like exhorting one another so much the more. So if it, if it was needful then, that means it's more needful now it's more important now than it ever has been now you're like Buchanan like how how does me just being here encourage somebody else I'm glad you asked because here's the deal we put on masks we put on masks when we come to church I despise it okay let me be honest sometimes I put on a mask have you ever noticed that every single Sunday I'm really cheery and happy okay do you think that's the way I am all the time? Katie, am I that way all the time? No. But I just, I got to put it on, right? But here's the problem. What you don't understand is there are people that are going through sheer madness right now in their life. They're an absolute mess. I had somebody the other day come up to me, and they didn't say it in a, in a, in a bad way, in any way, shape, or form. That I, I see how they were saying it, but when they said it, it just, it just took, I just took it the wrong way. Is it was like it looks like I know we have a church where it seems like everybody's got it all together, and that broke my heart when I heard that, because I thought, really, 
Are we projecting a congregation that we have it all together all the time? That, 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 you know what? We're all problem-free. We have no issues or problems in our life. Everything's just hunky-dory. I don't need to say hunky-dory again. Okay, gotcha, all right? But let's be honest, can I, and hopefully I can get this. And, and, and if we all do it together, then nobody will be there. Um, uh, if, if, if sometimes in, the, in a little bit you've been struggling and you've been here and you've been here, but really, you know, Buchanan, I've just been like telling you, like I'm here and that's about it because I've been going through some stuff and issues and problems. If, if, if you've been there, can I get a collective amen, one, two, three? Amen. We've been going through stuff. We've been going through issues. And here's what I want to help you understand, is your encouragement made just the fact that you're here today. You're, because here's how the encouragement happens. There's somebody in here that didn't feel like worshiping during the worship service. But they saw you over there and you raised your hand. And, 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 you, and you were praising God. And you know what, before long they noticed, hey what, I'm raising my hand too. I'm glorifying God. You know why? Not just because God did something, but they got encouraged by you. There's somebody that in here that needs to know, and, and, and here's the deal, uh, that when, when they ask how you're doing, here's what you need to do. Tell them how you're doing. Don't just tell them fine. Don't just tell them everything's good. Tell them what's going on. I had, I had somebody this week, this week, this week specifically, tell me they were, this is their exact words, I'm drowning right now. And you know how much I knew that? I knew none of that. Zero. I had no clue whatsoever. Because here's what needs to happen. I'm going to tell you this from the standpoint of drowning. If you're drowning right now, you, if you are drowning and, you're, and nobody's noticing you, all that kind of stuff, you have a responsibility. Guess what? If you're drowning, you've got to yell just one word, three, four little letters. Ready? I need help. I need help. I need help. You're drowning and you need to yell out, I need help. And here's what I want, I want to help you with. If you are drowning and you yell for help, someone will help you. Now, here's what, here's what happens. Here's what happens. I get this. Well, well, 15 people didn't run to, my, run to my rescue. If I'm drowning, you know how many people need to help me? One. I just need one person to pull me out. If 15 other people ignore me, but one person helps me out, thank God for the one. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. And so here's what I want to help everybody with. First of all, if we need help, we've got to say it. But also, we've got to take the mask off. People have to know that we're struggling. People have to know that it's difficult. People, here's what I'm saying. You, you know why? Because, oh, i got to get down here, okay? You know why? Because everybody else thinks that nobody is struggling like me. I'm not, you know, nobody knows how I feel because it's only me that's feeling this way. And you know what? That's a lie. That's an absolute lie. Here's the deal. You want to help with this? Probably a majority of us right now are struggling really bad. We're struggling really bad. But we, but, but we won't say anything because I've got I've to put on the happy face. I've got to put on my mask and all that kind of stuff. And here's what we do. We leave out of here the same way we came in. We're all struggling. We're all struggling. Can I, can I get an amen on that? We're all struggling. We all need each other. And here's why, and I know you're like, what is this all about? That's why you need to be here. 
Two reasons. One, you need it. (laughs) Two, somebody else needs you. And when you're not here, the encouragement is lacking. So be here. Now, people go out of town. Yes. People are sick. If you have sick kids and you're sick, all kinds of stuff, please, for the benefit of all of us, keep them at home. All right? People go out of town. People get sick. People have to work. I get that. But this whole mentality of, am I going to church or not this morning? I'm trying to decide on Sunday morning, do we want to go? Are we just tired or whatever like that? Come. Just come. And here's, and I'm trying to help you with this. Don't do it just for yourself. Do it for the benefit of somebody else. You, here's what's really cool. You may be, everything may be great and wonderful in your life, and that's the problem, is we think everything's great and wonderful, so we don't need God. Y'all think, well, Buchanan, why do you show up every single week? Not because there's some of the pastors of this church. I need this place. I need this place. So that's the one part of it, okay? That's the one part. Go back to the, the, the other verse. We need, to, we need to discuss some things. Okay, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Now, here's what we need to talk about. Here's what we need to talk about. Um, there are ministry needs at this place. Now, I've got, I got to help you all a little bit because some of you all don't understand this, but right now we have overwhelmed volunteers. We have overwhelmed volunteers. All right now, how do, how do we how do we how do we have overwhelmed volunteers? Because um, because we don't have enough volunteers. That's one thing, okay. Uh, and and so what's happening is we have volunteers, and I don't know if y'all notice this, but a lot of y'all come here and y'all never see a difference in anything that's going on because we cover it up really well. We we make do what we have to do, and 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 you continue to see the same consistent experience every single week because what we're going to do because our our current volunteers are like we just got to make it happen. We got a little have a little spiritual grit to us, and we'll just make it go. But we have overwhelmed volunteers right now. And here's what happens, and I've seen this in ministry multiple times. For if you go, if you if you're an overwhelmed volunteer, eventually you're leaning to, and I don't even like this word to say this word out loud, but you're getting closer and closer to this word called burnout. Burnout. Where where you come to me and you say, Buchanan, I got to be out of everything. And now, now, I don't want to get people to that place. And what do we do to get on place? Now, let me say this. We have overwhelmed volunteers. We have volunteers that really have no clue from the standpoint of, of how much longer they can do this. And here's what I want to help you with. That should bother you. That should bother you. It bothers me. Let me just tell you about this. And I'm not trying to say this to, to y'all to think better of me or whatever with that. But I lose a lot of sleep because of what goes on at this church. Because when I hear that I have overwhelmed volunteers, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, well, we, we need this, we need that, we'll change this, all that stuff. I'm just racking my brain like crazy, trying to figure this whole thing out. But if we have overwhelmed volunteers, that should bother you. That should bother you. Because this is not just a, a, a church member, this is your church family. Can I get an amen? Okay? We have overwhelmed volunteers. And here's what's going on. We're having to make some decisions about where we are from the standpoint of ministry. Wednesday night's a great example. Wednesday night, 
we usually do, we, we have a, a wor- usually a little bit of worship or a game, and then we have some uh, teaching time, and then our, ki- our teenagers go into small groups. We couldn't have small groups this week because we didn't have enough leaders there. We had to cancel our small groups and keep them all together because we didn't have enough leaders there. On Wednesday night in our children's area, okay? Now, we have a rotation that happens with, our, with our, our, our baby age, but two years old to fifth grade, we have three consistent volunteers every Wednesday night. Three consistent volunteers. One of those is Matthew, okay? One of those is Matthew, okay? So you have two other people that are non-staff leader or whatever that are every single week, every single week, they're here consistently. Three volunteers for our kids, uh, some of y'all don't, didn't notice today, but, but every single instrument has one person. We have enough so that one, each instrument is covered by one person. Some of y'all didn't realize we didn't have a bass guitar today because Adam's working, okay? Adam's working. Thank you, Ashley, okay? You can attest to that, okay? So when Adam's working, we don't have a bass guitar because we're, we're I told Mark in the first service, I said, Mark, you can never go on vacation where it takes away from a Sunday. Because if Mark leaves, we don't have a worship leader, we don't have a piano player, and we don't have a electric guitar. We'll have fun with, with acoustic, uh, well, I guess we could do this, okay? Maybe, I don't know, all right? Acoustic guitar, drums, but it's going to be a little, nice little, like, unplugged, okay? All right, there we go. Um, but wait, by the way, you can, you knew that already, didn't you? You can take a Sunday if you need it. Okay, gotcha, okay. Candy's like, don't worry, I was going to do it anyways. No big deal, all right? But that's where we are. Choir. I would love to have a full choir, right? And so these are just some areas where we can see. Some areas we don't see. But here's the deal. That's where we are. So when it comes down to how many people need to be serving in order for this to happen, how many, vol- how many, how many of us need to volunteer? All of us. Every one of us. I, usually, I, I told, I told our, our, and I was trying to encourage our staff, and, and I believe what I'm about to say. I told our, 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 each one over each individual ministry, I said, you have everybody you need right now to do the ministry you have. Every bit of it. Every bit of it, okay? And I'll talk about in just a minute about what I mean. They, we, we, we have what we need. Now, TSM may look different in order for that to be accomplished, but we have, God, we have everything we need to, to, to do what we do right now. But here's the thing. We do not have enough volunteers in order to move forward. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But we don't have enough volunteers to move forward. And two, let me say this. We have enough volunteers, but at what cost to those volunteers? At what cost to those volunteers do we have that, okay? So there's that. Now, i got to address this. i got to address this. And probably the people that I'm going to address it with aren't even in the room, but I'm going to say it anyways. Maybe you'll watch online. Here we go. Okay? And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for the, counted me, what? What's that next word? Faithful, Faithful putting me into the ministry. What happens is you, rece- you, you, you receive a spiritual gift, you show yourself faithful, and God puts you in the ministry. But unfortunately, we have people right now that the only time they're faithful is when they're here to minister. And that's a problem. Okay, that's a problem. And I just want you all to know this, and some of you are like looking at it going, Buchanan, I'm glad you're finally doing something. It, we, we, can't, we can't continue to operate with the only time you show up is when you're on the schedule. It can't be that way. Faithfulness leads to ministry, not the other way around. Okay? And so we're going to address that. And here's why we're going to address that. is because what happens is, is you cannot minister for long on empty. You can't. 
And you're like, what does that mean, Buchanan? Because here's, as, much as, you, as much as you give out in ministry, you need to be able to take that much in, if not more. And so you have to be here to get that, okay? There needs to be, and, and we've, in some ways, the schedules, in some areas, not on Wednesday night, okay? But in some areas, we have been able to do the every other week thing or whatever. But I want there to be a, a, a Sunday where you can come and you can just sit and receive what God has for you. Not from the standpoint of just you just soaking it up, but so you have something then to give to someone else. And so this is what I want to help, that, that if you're in ministry right now, but you're not being faithful in attendance, like, <laughs> to make it easy for you, become faithful, okay? Get more faithful. If not, we're going to have to have a conversation. Because it's not, a, it, and, and here's what's really cool, it's not just for the benefit of the church, it's for the benefit of you. If you're not being faithful, if you're serving and you're not being faithful, the, what I have to do as your pastor is I have to help you see, okay, in order for you to be effective in ministry, you have to be faithful, you need to be under the word, you need to be growing in your spiritual walk, okay? And that's hard sometimes for me to have to do that, but these are the conversations we have to have. Unfortunately, I, I probably shouldn't even say this, but some of those conversations have not gone too well. Sometimes when we said to somebody, hey, if you're going to be here serving, you've got to be here on Sunday. Or if you're going to be here serving, you've got to come to service. Here's what some of them said. Well, I'll just find another church. And that broke my heart when I heard that. I was like, really? Have we gotten to a point to where basically the only reason, the only way you're going to serve is when it always works with your schedule and at your convenience and how you want to do it and in no way, shape, or form is there a, 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 a hey, I, I, it's more than just what I want all the time. It's also about what I need and also what is best for the church. Really? Does that make sense? Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but it was just one of those things I'm just like, why is it the case that when we are actually say, hey, for your benefit, this is what we need to be doing, and they say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to find a different church. That's so sad. Is anybody else with me on that one? That's sad. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I'm saddened by it. I'm saddened by it. Because why, why is that happening? Not, 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 not in every single situation when somebody has transitioned out of this church has that been the case, but there have been some. And it's, it just breaks my heart because it's like we, did, we, we, we were talking to you about this because we cared about you. That's why we had the conversation. Not because we wanted, not because you were in trouble. Uh, I, I'm your pastor, not your parent, okay? You're not in trouble. But I, I, sometimes, and here, like I say this real quick, sometimes you don't see it, okay? Sometimes as your pastor, I'm going to see things that you don't see. And you're like, no, Buchanan, I'm good. I'm fine. Don't worry, all this kind of stuff. Sometimes I see things before you see things. And you've got to trust me enough that I'm speaking into your life, not because I want to tell you what to do, but because I care about you. I care about you. And let me, oh, this is extra stuff, okay? There is a difference between being your preacher and being your pastor. Okay? And I'm, I gotta say this real quick. Y'all, this is bonus material for the second service, all right? But preaching is about me coming up here and I'm getting with God, exactly what God tells me to do, and I preach that with boldness and conviction and believing that God can change somebody's life through the scripture. That's what preaching is. But pastoring, shepherding, is about caring for somebody else and loving on them. 
I mean, I, and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this in a, in, a, in a boastful way in any way, shape, or form, but I promise you, as much as I want to preach God's word faithfully, I do want to be your preacher, but I'd much rather be your pastor. But if I'm going to be your pastor, you've got to let me pastor you sometimes a little bit. Because I care about you. All right, see. See, we've got to move on. All right, equipping and supplying. Let's talk about ministry. Equipping and supplying. Equipping and supplying. All right? So, here we go. Ephesians 4.11. Ephesians 4.11. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Okay, let's, let's have a little bit little, little, uh, theology right here, okay? Okay? So you understand what this means, okay? Because uh, some people get this wrong even in the church right now, okay? The, there, there, were, there are apostles, there were 12 of them, okay? And then Paul is one uh, out of due season, okay? All right? There, this whole, there's no, you're not an apostle, okay? All right? And some prophets. Prophets, this is the, it's talking about uh, foretelling of future events. We have the completed word of God. We don't need somebody telling us future events. And some evangelists. Now, we still have this, these people, because obviously from the standpoint of, of winning people to Christ and all that kind of stuff, and that being their, their primary function. But we're going to talk specifically of and pastors and teachers. People like me. Okay? People like me. Okay? And, 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 and the reason why I say this is that this can't be everybody, because not everybody is called to do what I do. And some of y'all should be like, thank the Lord. Okay? All right? But not everybody's called to do what I do. Okay? But, but, but here's what, what, what he gave to the church, these people, for this purpose. Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints. Okay? Now, I'm going to explain this verse because some of you all take it as, okay, all those people, this is their responsibility to do all three things listed in this verse. That is not how this verse reads. Okay? For the perfecting of the saints. The word perfecting means maturing. Okay? Maturing. All right? Maturing. My responsibility as your pastor is to mature you, okay? Mature you in the faith, more specifically, okay? Mature you in the faith to help you grow in your spiritual walk so that, so that you're closer to God this week than you were last week, okay? All right? Now, that is not my, that, it's not just my responsibility. You've got a responsibility in that too. Can I get an amen? Okay, you've got to be growing in your own. But my primary responsibility, okay, is for me to help mature you and grow you in your faith, okay? For what purpose? For what? The work of the ministry. Okay? Does that make sense? So he gave us all these things. But he gave all those people that were listed for the perfecting of the saints. So that for the work of the ministry. Okay? Now let me help you with this. I want, I'm, I'm working in the ministry too. Okay? I'm not saying that it's not like I'm like up here, like I'm in my castle going, do that, do this, do that, do this. No, I'm with you in it, okay? I'm with you in it. And some of y'all have been here a long time. I've served coffee at Common Grounds. I've greeted at the door. I've, I've gone out there and done things with teenagers. I've been out in the, in the kids' area. I've, and my wife can attest to this. I've been at Temple Baptist Church for 16 years. I have served in every single ministry in this church. My wife and I used to be in the nursery. I've been, I've done with first, I've done with first time attenders. I was, a couple, two Sundays ago, we were working on the sound system together, Jonathan and I, okay? So even in that, I can do that too, okay? I've done all these things in this ministry, so it's not like I'm asking you to do anything I've never done before, okay? I'm with you in it. 
But my, my primary responsibility is to equip you for the work of the ministry. And there's what happens. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Here's another way to put it. When I do my thing and y'all do your thing, who benefits? Who benefits? Who benefits? The body of Christ. The body of Christ benefits. When I'm doing my part and you're doing your part, the, the word edify means built up. That is built up. All right? Now, verse 13. Verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Okay? Verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children. Here's the maturing part, okay? Be no more children. Because here, here's what I figured out about a child. A child will believe whatever you tell them. About till my kids were about three, I could have got away with I'm Superman. Okay? They, they may have never saw me fly or run real fast or, you know, see through walls or anything like that. By the way, it's kind of creepy, okay? But um, they thought I was Superman. By about three, they figured out he's not. All right? But children, here they go, they're tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Okay, by every wind of doctrine. Here, I use this example in, 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 the, uh, in the first service, okay? You turn on the TV and listen to the television preacher. And then you wa- wa- wait for the next channel to come on, and the, or, or the next one to come on, the next one to come on, the next one to come on, and each one has something different to say. But what, and what we'll do is we'll say, oh, man, now I believe this way, now I believe that way, now I believe this way. Here's the problem with those TV preachers. A lot of times, here's what they do. They open the Bible and they say, well, let me talk to you for 45 minutes and I'll never go back to the Bible. My responsibility is not to tell you my opinion. My responsibility is, thus saith the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. Okay? And so, but here's what I want to help you with. By, this is just a side note, okay? By the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. Let me help you with this. There are people that will use the Bible, twist it for their own benefit. We're talking about ministry today, and this is not about doing Buchanan Jackson a favor. It's not at all about that. This is not about me. I'm not going to get up here. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, sow a seed of $1,000 and God will bless you. Yes, he will bless the person who said that with a jet. Okay? All right, what I'm saying is there are people that are trying to get you to believe just say, here, and here's, ooh, I gotta, I gotta say this real quick. What they'll do is they'll give you a sliver of truth. It'll sound somewhat okay. It'll sound, it, it makes a lot of sense, but it's surrounded by lies, but you got that sliver of truth, and now you're not just taking the truth, you're believing it all. Okay, that was just extra bonus material. Verse 15. Verse 15. But now look, look, this is important. Okay? Because my thing is, I'm not, I'm not tickling ears here. I don't want you to be swayed to it. But speaking the truth in what? Love. love. Oh, I got to say this real quick. If you come in here every single week and say, man, that was just such a nice message. <laughs> that was so good. Man, I feel so much better now that I've gone to church because of that message. Here's the deal. I haven't done a good service to y'all at all. Because sometimes when you speak the truth, it what? It hurts. It hurts. And there, I will say this. There are some hurtful, harsh preachers out there that will beat you down and kick you and say, good luck. But here's what I want to do. I want to speak the truth. What's that next part? In love. 
I love you enough to tell you the truth. I love you enough to tell you the truth. But speaking the truth in love may grow up un, in, in, unto, into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So when we receive the truth in love. Now here's, here's the part we're coming back to the ministry. Sometimes, sometimes we get this bonus material, okay? All right, verse 16, because it all works together. Verse 16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint, what's that next word? Supplieth. Supplieth, okay? Supplieth. According to the effectual working in the measure of every part. So here's what this means, okay? We're a body of believers. We're the body of Christ right here, okay? And every single one of us play a part. Every single one of us play a part, okay? Every, now, and, and, and you notice that each part is different, right? Okay? I, I mean, I can sing, but you don't want me with a mic in front of me, okay? All right? I like children my own, okay? <laughs> but, does that make sense? <laughs> All right? Everybody plays a part. I love the little children, okay? Right? But, but, okay, we all play our part. Every, our, every single person has a part. And they are fitly joined together. Okay? That means that, that, that what, what this part, it's not like this part and this part are exactly the same. This part fits with this part and this part and this part and this part. It's like a puzzle. Does that make sense? Okay, it's like a puzzle. You ever, if you look at a puzzle, no, none of the pieces are any of the same. But they fit together, right, to make a beautiful what? Picture. Ooh, here we go. Okay? And notice, fitly joined together and compacted by every joint that supplies. So every single part, every single joint supplies something to the, supplies something to, one, two, three, four, five, that fifth word, ready? Every, every, every part supplies something to the what? Body. It supplies something to the body, okay? Like, think about your own body. There's all these different systems that are doing the work, okay? All right, if I had no muscles... Okay, all right? If I have no bones, if I had no nervous system, I guess that'd be fun because you pinch me and it wouldn't hurt. I don't know, okay? But there we go. According, I know the nervous system does more than that, okay? All right? According to the effectual, look at this, look at this. According to the effectual working, the measure of every part, so not only are, 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 do we have the parts, but that they're working together, okay? Maketh, this is really cool, this is really cool, okay? Maketh, what's the next word? increase of the body unto the edifying of the love itself. Now, here's what's really cool. Oh, this is great, this is great, great. So I told my leaders, everything you need right now from the standpoint of volunteers, in order for your ministry to operate, you have all the volunteers you need for right now. Okay? But, he did, but, but I, I say he. I'll use Cameron, for example. I told you this, Cameron, didn't I? You, you didn't really like it. I don't, think, I don't know if you really received it that I said that, okay? Okay, Buchanan, whatever. Now, and here's where we're blessed. Do you know that there are churches that have, we have 45, 45? Okay, 45. And we had a, we had a few leaders there, just not enough for small groups. But there, there are some churches where they've got 25 and there's one guy. Okay, so we're blessed from the standpoint we have. But we have, we, what, we, what we need to do, we have. But we don't have enough to increase. That makes sense? Okay? We don't have enough. Like in order, in order for us to do more with TSM, we need volunteers. In order for us to do more, to, to, and I say to do more, to have more, if you had 90 teenagers right now, you would be like going, Buchanan, I'm having second thoughts about this ministry. <laughs> okay? 
Let's look at this. I'll tell you, I'll speak for Matthew. If Matthew had twice as many children right now, he would be saying, hello. Okay, Tori, I know you serve on Wednesday night. If y'all had twice as many children on Wednesday night, okay, there we go. Tori has gotten sick all of a sudden, all right? But I say that to say, like, what, what happens when we all do our part and every joint supplied and everybody's working together, it maketh what? Increase. Increase. Now, look, Buchanan, Buchanan, you say you want, our church, you want our church to grow. Yes. Unashamedly, I'm going to say I want our church to grow. Now, the reason why I want our church to grow, not to fill the seats, not to have a bunch of people on the roll, not to have a bunch of big numbers on there. The reason why I want to grow a church is because there are people in this community that don't know Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. Okay? So more people here, the more people can hear about Jesus. But also, the more people here, the more they can be equipped to tell somebody about Jesus too. Now, I've got to wrap this up, and I'll be done, okay? In your bulletin, in your bulletin, in your bulletin. Some of you are like, ah, I'm so glad I didn't get a bulletin because I don't have to do this, okay? <laughs> That's okay. We have extra at the offering box, okay? All right? So the offering box out there or in your bulletin, you have a Connect card. We talk about it whenever we have sign-ups and all that kind of stuff. If you are not serving in this church right now, and I'm going to say this, sixth grade and up, I'm not leaving you out, teenagers, Sixth grade and up, and we have we have spots for non-members and for members. So if you can't remember this church, that's fine. We'll we'll find you a place. Okay, in every single team, we have non-member and member positions. Okay, so fill out the connect card. Third one from the bottom says volunteering to serve on a team, and here's what's going to happen this week. Okay, you're not going to get a call from a leader. You're going to get a call from, from, from the church office, either myself or Jennifer, and we'll call you specifically this week and tell you about the ministry opportunities we have here at Temple for you to get involved in and plugged in, okay? I want you to do this. Now, here's the deal. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for me. Because I told you, in order, when it comes to volunteering, when it comes to serving, when it comes to ministry, how many people should be, at, should be involved in the ministries here at Temple? All of us. Every single one of us, okay? All right? Don't do it. Don't do it for me. First of all, do it for God. Second of all, do it for your church family. Do it for your church family. Okay? Now, I, I can, let me, let me uh, Cameron, are teenagers, uh, are teenagers part of our church family? Absolutely they are. Tori, are the kids part of our church family? Okay? And I'm not saying, the reason I'm saying that, well, you know what, well, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just helping out the other volunteers. No, here's what to do. If you're, serving, if you're serving in a different place, you are being a ministry to that church family member. You're, 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 you're ministering to that kid. You're ministering to that teenager. You're ministering to that adult. It's not just, and, and, and here's what's really cool about this. I love what I do. Can you all tell that? I love what I do. So here's what I want to help you. And some of y'all don't see it because you just won't do it because you think about my time and all this kind of stuff, whatever. I promise you, I promise you, you get so much more of a blessing when you serve. Because you try to give it out and you're like, I'm going to give, 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 give. And for whatever reason, it always comes back to you. Okay? So God can bless, God can do. And I promise you, it's like we just, if we just all do our part, God's going to do some amazing things. Does that make sense? Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. Uh, this is our invitation.